Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. Good day, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Depending on where you're at, it's another episode of Your Daily Scrum. It's today's episode of Your today's. Daily Scrum. Today. I think every yeah. day is today, right? That's kind of cheating, but we're going to go with it. I'm Ryan Ripley, professional Scrum trainer with Scrum.org. Uh, co-author of Fixing Your Scrum, Practical Solutions to Common Scrum Problems. The other co-author is in this window right over there. That's Mr. Todd Miller. Todd Miller. Todd Miller, <laughs> professional Scrum trainer with Scrum.org. And we're both partners in Agile for Humans. I think that's mm -hmm. enough about us. We got a question. Another one sent in, Todd. Yeah. I just took a PSM class. Woot. Thanks for joining us in a PSM class and got the certification. Congrats on passing that assessment. It's not easy. Well done. But now I need experience. What should I do? You know, if I can just take a moment and pause and say, like, when we get this kind of question, especially after class, like, it makes me super stoked, right? Because I feel like we turn people on to being a Scrum Master in some way, somehow. They're like, oh, I'm moving you from this role, but I really want to be a Scrum Master right now. So um, that's awesome. That's awesome. So let's, let's find some ways to make that happen. Right. You know, Tata, it actually, the way that you described it reminds me back in 2012, I, I had the opportunity to go take the class from Ken. So I got to see Ken Schwaber teach Scrum. And I just, I left that class just on fire. Not literally, he didn't light me on fire. I, I was just burning to do Scrum. Like I wanted to work this way. I saw a better way. And so I had to figure out uh, what could I do where I was at, right? Because mm -hmm. I was working in a, in a, in a medical device company, very traditional PMP waterfall type of situation. And so I found my way onto projects to where I could start sneaking in scrum concepts. Mm -hmm. I couldn't do it all at once, but I could, I worked with the, the product manager at the time and I said, Hey, can we come up with this thing like a product backlog to make it clear what we're working on for a while and to kind of forecast off of, and they thought, yeah, that's a great idea. We started working in that direction. I started working with the developers on, Hey, could we just like figure out how we're going to work together today and collaborate a bit? And just, you know, maybe 15 minutes or so, let's just make sure the day is super productive. Like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Or, or hey, what does quality mean? And start driving towards a definition of done. So I was able to incrementally uh, bring in pieces of Scrum and not surprisingly, we were having more success. 
fewer bugs, our timelines were cleaner. It was it was very clear to stakeholders what we were doing. We were seeing some success build on success and people started asking questions and suddenly it's like, well, do you want to be a scrum master? And his answer was yes, emphatically. I got more training, I got more opportunities, but I had to figure out what I could do within the boundaries of my current role and try to find successful ways to grow that. You know, it's, it's interesting that you're talking about at work. Um, so if, if you have that opportunity at work, I think that's that's amazing and you should absolutely take it. Um, I've also talked to some people that have um, that have done it at home, though. Yep. We're kind of going back before we move on to the next one. People that have taken our course and gone home and implemented some of the principles and theories uh, at, at home or for a wedding or something in regards to that. So if you don't have the opportunity professionally, Maybe see what you can do in your personal life to implement some of the theories and practices that you can talk to when you're in an interview, right? Yeah, we use uh, we use Scrum to write a book. Fixing your Scrum was written using Scrum practices, right? Yeah, it's almost it's uh, does almost we use it for almost everything. So, and that kind of leads into kind of your next point here. Yeah, yeah. What can you do in your spare time? And I I think of this um, back when I was trying to break into the software development community. Uh, it was right after the dot-com bubble burst. So it was kind of a bummer to come out with a comp side degree then. Yeah. Right? Uh, so what I did is I um, spent my spare time um, when I wasn't at work coding, right? And I know that that's a hands-on thing that you can do, but as a Scrum Master, what can you read? Have you checked out the Scrum.org learning journeys? They're a very nice way to do that. Blog posts, things like that. You really want to soak up as much information as you can because when you get that opportunity to sit down and have a conversation with somebody, a potential employer, um, that's your differentiator, right? You you should be a Scrum and Agile nerd and a people nerd. And there's so many different ways to look at yeah. to look at it. Um, what do you think, Ryan? Oh, I, I totally agree. I think I think the things that we focus on in our it's you know what? Let's go back to the the, the developer example that you brought up. Mm -hmm. Every developer interview that I've seen in the last five years, they say, "Oh, show us your GitHub profile." Mm -hmm. They want to see what you're coding and working on at night. Now, I'm I'm not going to get into the merits of that question. I don't know if it's good or bad, but it's they're trying to see what they're into. And so, what is what are you doing in your spare time that shows you're really into this? Are you reading the books? Are you listening to podcasts? Are you watching videos? Are you you know, hitting the subscribe button and liking every your daily scrum video, making sure you're staying up to date with the latest questions and answers we give. Um, I think all of that's really critical, right? And so in your spare time, what are you doing there? But I think that kind of leads into, you know, where can you volunteer? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying work for companies for free, but I, I know in the beginning of my scrum master career that, that I could volunteer in my church. I could volunteer at school. Uh, at my kids' school for for different projects, the PTO is always looking for for assistance from parents. Your church group has many different initiatives that could be made even more awesome by transparency through Scrum. Um, I even found opportunities you could volunteer through Little League, right? They have a lot of moving parts, and the transparency can really help. And so, where are those volunteer opportunities to build up that experience so that you can actually show that on a resume and talk about those those wins in an interview? And I think between that, what can you do where you're at? How can you how can you grow your awesomeness in your spare time? And then finally, you know, where can you volunteer to really build and grow those skills? I think between those three things, you're going to find enough experience to where you have, you know, you're starting to see the pitfalls. You're starting to learn the lessons like Todd and I did. And and you're starting to, you know, have interesting things to talk about. And, I, and, yeah, I think and bring that through on your resume, right? Like um, as you're looking to get a new Scrum Master job or maybe in your current um, employer, bring those things through. I'm not, I'm by no means am, am a professional on how to get a job or anything like that, but 
I will tell you one thing right now that if Ryan and I were interviewing for a scrum master and they had no experience in the field, but came with all these things we were describing, uh, that really shows us that they are embodying the scrum master role, right? And that's, I would much rather take that than somebody that isn't anymore with 15 years of experience. Exactly. And so it's the enthusiasm, the drive. I, I mean, Todd and I always have new books on our desk. In fact, uh, just to highlight that, you know, our good friends in the Netherlands sent me a copy of Zombie Scrum, nice. right? So I've been pouring through this and making my notes. And um, I'm always, if Todd and I have been doing this for the past 20 years. We've written our own books on this, and yet we're still digging into all of this stuff. Right. Well, we we nerd out about this, and and that's the the enthusiasm, the love, the drive, the energy we want to help build in you. And so, what can you do where you're at? What can you do in your spare time? And where can you volunteer to really build that passion that I think leads to great Scrum mastery? Yeah, for sure. All right, I think that's an excellent question. Thank you so much for sending it in. If you want to submit your own question, we'd love to see what's uh what you would like to know. So there's a space below in the comments. Go ahead and leave the question there. Visit Agile for Humans. Check out Fixing Your Scrum, Practical Solutions to Common Scrum Problems. All of our contact info is there as well. You can hit us on the socials and send your questions in as well. Smash that like button, Todd. Smash it. Smash it. Like it. Like the video. Make sure that you get alerted the next time uh, we go live or when we, so when we put up the next Your Daily Scrum. But for Todd Miller, I'm Ryan Ripley. That's today's episode, and we will see you manana. Goodbye. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening, and Scrum on.